Hello and welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast. My name is Dougie Rankin. And I'm Paul O'Callaghan. Hello, Paul. Good to have you back on. It's been a while. Well, it's been a while for the podcast in general. We're a bit disjointed at the moment, and that's going to continue until the end of September, uh, after which point you can expect to get some uh, regular service and things. Uh, because I'm kind of um, a bit busy and out and about doing various bits and pieces. But not to worry, we're here now. Anyway, it's good to have you back on. What's been happening? Because um, the last time we'd heard from you, you'd not long got back from your bike trip, but you've been up to all sorts of things since then over this um, over this summer. Yeah, like you, Dougie, been pretty busy, so it's probably been reflected in the fact that we haven't been doing any podcasts. But uh, it's quite surprising, actually. Must have a fair few listeners because I often meet people. I've been at a good few truck shows and that over the past few months, and people remark on it. That, that they listen to it and they're wondering when when the next one is coming out so uh that was the middle of june so it's almost three months since it was on to dougie and uh, what was the where was i going I think the weekend after we we did the last one i was oh yeah i was going out to the kelsel steam rally so i went out mm-hmm. there i just see in the latest issue of the magazine rob scorer has a, a a report from that so that was that was mm-hmm. a, that was a great show actually really really well run there was Four of us went out, so I went out with uh, one of us. One of the guys had a version one Volvo flat, uh, flat roof, John Burke, mm-hmm. and then two guys with uh, Man or M A N, however you like to say it, uh, Roadhouse. There was a four by two and a six by two tag axle, an orange one and a grey one. So it was quite handy for us. Like Chester from Hollyhead is only about is only an hour and a half or an hour and three quarters. So we were there for two nights. The weather was really nice, great show. That was kind of the that was the first, I suppose. First one in England this year, uh, came back then and I went down to County Galway and did an article on an Octanigerian. Did I say that right? Um, yes, Octanigerian, a, a man in his 80s. That's in the issue which is we're working on at the moment. Okay, so yes. that, that'll be. So he bought a brand new Volvo FMX five axle uh, cement mixer bottle, as they're known here. So that was that's coming up in the next one. And after that, where did I go then? I was out, went out to that expo show, the one that you had COVID for. So that was down in Stone, mm. Stoneley in Warwickshire. Yeah, so that was kind of a quick, I just went out on the Friday night, got back in, and then I went to uh, Full of the Pipe was on then. I just went over to that on the Sunday. So that was, they got a massive turnout for that. Weather was kind of, didn't really go in their favour, but um, I just went over there as a, as a spectator. And then I think it was the following weekend then we had the Waterford Truck Show down in Dungarvan. So that's part of the Garvin show, the first time they were there. Great weather that weekend. I brought down, um, I got a loan of a trailer and put that behind the F816 and brought the Magnum and the, and the Eurocab down to that. So it was quite nice, actually. It was the first time I we went to a show. There was, had a couple of friends there as well. There was maybe, we had just like a line of about six or seven of us. So that was quite nice, real, really relaxed show, like part of an agricultural, agricultural mm. day. So that was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a Waterford show. What else did I do, Dougie? Uh, sent in an article there on that Volvo FL6 cattle truck from 1999. Yes. You got that? What do you think of that? that? Yeah. Something different? Uh, I know the guy, the guy that runs it, aye. Um, that's a cool little thing, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, well, be. It's one of those ones where there were never any, any of them really made when they were new. It was rare, rare right from the off. True, so, yeah. So, yeah nice but, to get some uh, un- unusual sort of rare bits and pieces like that into the, into yeah. the magazine eye. So that's uh, coming up in the next one as well. Oh, is it? oh great. Um, he'll be delighted with that. But uh, I think he listens to the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, down to uh, more, I suppose, what you want to call r- real work then. What I've been doing over, over the past couple of months is working on the harvest. Same as what I was doing last year. Same people I was working for. You remember I was driving that uh, uh, 
1853 Megaspace mm-hmm. and the Xtani and the FH 520 Volvo as well. So really good year for the harvest this year. Weather was great, good good crops, and um, I suppose they had. You know, when you're dealing with machinery like the couple of, a couple of combines going there, there was there was they got a, some some tough luck with you know some of the combines and breakdowns and all that. But you know, I got through it, and I was I was driving the trucks alternately, you know, between the fields and got to drive. Did a little bit more in the JCB fast track this year as well, which um which I fell in love with. Loved the fast track now. That was mm. that was great. Yeah, and you're almost carrying as much as as what you would in uh in a, in an Arctic, you know, and more comfortable, kind of better truck. Or better vehicle mm. off road. We're going through some really tight turns into laneways and that. You know, I mean, you you can see kind of see all sides of you. Whereas there was one particular turn mm. like um, on our left hand side when you're turning in with the truck and there's a tree growing out on top of the laneway and you're kind of sometimes geez, you're you're not sure if you're going to catch the tree and you're stepping across the cab to have a look. So you never mm. never have any of those kind of problems with the with the tractor. But um, no, I was at that for a good while and once the harvest only you know finished their last couple of weeks, I was drawn. Uh, turkey and chicken manure which is spread out for fertilizer so not not very glamorous but uh you know it's all it's all work and it's nice easy going work you know there's no just kind of work away in your own there i was drawing it from up from kind of the north of the country back down and then drawing it from from the farm you know out to the out to the field so mm-hmm. the uh we got so little rain here probably the same as as over in in england scotland that you could just you know you could drive basically drive anywhere you wanted in the fields so, mm. Well, uh, Scotland got Scotland got pretty much all its rain that it usually does. I know it was a, a lot drier in the south of England this year, but it, it's good to know that it, that it was a good year for the harvest in Ireland. In some places, it was a, a, a good year for crops and everything like that. That's going to be important going forward um, with all that's with all that's going on uh, in Europe with pro, with problems with things. So that's good to that's good to know. But, yeah, because there's many. I suppose it's quite unusual that you're able to like drive around fields and and. A lorry and things because a lot of the time if it's wet you won't be able to go into fields with tractors because even they would think it gets that wet. That's right, so. and it, and even when the harvest finished, you know when we were we were bringing out the the manure, I could I could drive right up into the field and and tip it wherever wherever needed to be. So we've only it's only really started to rain here now over the, the past couple of days. It always rains for the the electric picnic, which mm. is a big big music festival here. So that always they always get <laughs> rain there. So it started raining for that, but we were the. Weekend, just two weekends uh, ago, down in um, big big show here in Ireland was the Duala show. You know, did you ever hear of that one? Yeah, yeah, that's quite a famous show. That, that was, and we got really, really good weather for that. That was, they had something in the region of fourteen hundred trucks, so wow. that was a really big turnout. Uh, my first time at it, um, had a couple of friends that were keen to go as well. So they, they, um, I drove the Mercedes, and one of the lads drove the. The Volvo and another guy drove the Magnum, so it was it was kind of a lot easier than dragging them on and off low loaders. And even mm. Sunday night, we just had them all parked up back in the shed. No, no problem. But uh, no, great, great show. Uh, there was even a free bar. You know, we we landed down on the Saturday afternoon. We were trying to get there reasonably early so we get a good spot because they had a field designated mm. for over overflow in the vehicles as well. But they had a free barbecue on on the Saturday, and there was no bar there, which is maybe not a bad thing. You know, you just bring your own drink. And mm-hmm. you know, got a got a good good spot again, made made by the weather, fantastic. There was a couple of um, surprise actually. There was a couple of trucks over from uh, from England as well, and not don't think there was any Scottish trucks there. Now I might be correct in saying that, but there was. Um, I think it's BP Mitchell. You know, they they were they've been at a good few shows in Ireland this year. They've got uh, yeah. t- tipper trucks and that red uh, T cab. They were there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both transfer. They always they seem to 
the big attendees to the Irish shows. And I was talking to uh, Keith's story. He's up in Newcastle direction. You know, he's got that ex-Peter mm-hmm. Roth F-16. It was PS Transport had it in between. So good good chat with him as well. And just a really, really good show all around, Dougie. So that was... Oh, I forgot to mention then I went to Assen as well. <laughs> and a good, yeah, the big one. The big that one. Must have been, that must have been quite an event, that, um, with it being so... The, the pent-up demand for it from it being cancelled for the last couple of years because of COVID... That's right. Um, we're yeah. finally getting the go-ahead this year. So did it did it live up to your expectations in the end? It, it did. Yeah, that was my third time at the show. So um, I think I sent you in a report from that. I don't know. You might have that coming on. Have I? No, I don't know if I've got an acid report. I don't think. So. I was. I, I'll have to go and look for it. I'll, I'll have to look for it in case I've missed it. Yeah, I was wondering. Um, I was expecting to see to see it in the in the latest issues. That, that... I've must have. I've missed that. Okay. I've downloaded it and I've not. Okay. Acid report. Okay. Cool. Okay. There you are. Anyway, right. so um, pretty sure I did. I sending so much stuff there. I kind of forget because I sent that and a full of the pipe one. I've got the full of the pipe one. Okay. It's in the coming issue. We're working okay. on just now. Grant. Anyway, we'll 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 check the Asin one. But anyway, so Asin for how it works. People who don't know. You have to apply to enter your truck there. So you fill out a form and send pictures of your truck. So I applied with the with the Mercedes Benz with the SK and applied for the old timer section. So. Um, I don't know if it's easier to get into the all-timer or not. But anyway, I'm not sure exactly what the cutoff was because when I arrived, they were asking what year it was. And when I said 96, they have a new section now, which is a young-timer section. So that was quite small. But when I looked in there, all I could see was Scania's, you know, four series and, and three series. So mm-hmm. didn't really want to go in there. As it turned out, in the end, there was uh, there was a couple of uh, Volvos there um, and a couple of... I think yeah, it was basically that's all it was, like Scania's and a few Volvos. Anyway, ended up to the old-timer section, which I quite like. Um, you get stuff from all over Europe there. And it's the only difference is there in the old-timer section, it's on gravel. So you get a little bit of dust, but I'm not, not really too pushed about that. Really nice atmosphere there. Um, so I went out, took a long ferry from, from Dublin around to Rotterdam. So I was on, I was on that for quite, mm. quite a long time. Took a trailer out there just out as far as, as far as Rotterdam to keep the keep the cost down but no great show again um mess you know you meet so many people there I actually wasn't with the truck that much because you're on you're kind of on the move all the time a couple of friends mm. come out and you're walking around but no it was a great show good good bit of stuff there from from england good bit of stuff from ireland so weather was really good on the saturday it did rain all right on on the sunday but i wasn't too put out we did the walked around all the track on saturday and we just said we'd go in for go in for a drink just for kind of cool down a little bit and we went into the bar at about maybe about two o'clock and I think we left it at maybe about 10. So something I never, I never do at, at truck shows, but you know, it was just one of those kind of sessions that mm-hmm. turned out to be really, really good. And, uh, met people that like lads I hadn't seen in 20 years. So I was, no, it was a good, it was a good session. I was parked across from, uh, Richard Payne, you know, H.E. Payne, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Richard Payne and the guy driving his Centurion. He worked for Volvo, Nick. I must get a surname. I think I wrote down someone has asked me. So, Really good lads and um, Mark Farrow, MDF Transport. Mm-hmm. So we had a, we had a bit of a, a few drinks with them at the bar as well. Good, good lads. Uh, couldn't you know? Couldn't really uh, fault Assen at all. Um, Dougie went up to see a friend of mine up in Germany. Then after I don't know if you remember from our classic truck days, uh, did a feature on a guy called Otmar Berndt. Right. He had a fleet of livestock trucks on the continent back in the 70s, uh, kind of, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. So uh, I called up to see him and spent a few days there. Just filled in a gap until I was able to catch that direct direct ferry back to Ireland. So all in all, I was gone 
I was gone well over a week. But no, it was great. Something to, that you, you know, you probably wouldn't be doing it every year, but just to do it once and, and, no. and say you were asked. And they actually don't, like, I think we applied the applications went in around February, but they don't let you know until about a month in advance only, or, you know, it's in uh, before whether you're accepted or not. Oh, that's uh, that's tricky to try and make yeah. find an arrangement. Yeah. Was, um, as, as a like music and like things at night and everything, is it just like a total like party festival? There, yeah, there is. It's um, because it's you know it's it's at the it's at the TT track, so you mm. have there's trucks all the way around the track, but then you have the stuff the you know I suppose like what do you want to call the show trucks and the special paint, all the kind of, and and the the old timers, all the kind of all the good stuff is in is mm. in the main the main area but yeah it's um there's loads there's there's loads going on like you definitely want the three days to see and do everything even at that we missed the there's out, outside the track then there's a heavy haulage section and every year i seem to miss that because you have to poke it out a little bit but there's uh there's loads going on and there's it's actually quite big for the manufacturers as well and you, you'll be glad to hear that of all the manufacturers that they all actually the only one that didn't seem to attend was Renault for some reason but anyway, all the big ones were there apart from Renault. Hmm. And I'd say the most impressive stand of all was Iveco. Well, that's interesting. They had, yeah, they had a really good. And the amount of S-ways that were there was a bit of a surprise as well, how many there were overall at the show. So Iveco seemed to be putting quite a lot of marketing behind the new ones and they do seem to be selling as well. And, um, you know, I was talking to uh, I was talking to a guy at the show there lately. He was in the, uh, Kenneth Ledwood. He was in, you know, he had a black 560. Yep. In our, yeah. in our, and you know, we were just, I, when I was down at Duala and we were talking about, you know, how kind of the Aveco brand has, has come on and there's, you know, there's guys here buying 570s and that now. And he said, you know, that's really, you know, Aveco, they were more or less kind of laughed at in Ireland for, for a long time. If you had an Aveco, you were, you were laughed yeah. at, you know, so it's kind of, um, but he said that was only really in Ireland, like when you go out to the continent, you know, and even probably in England, like they have, they were held in a lot uh, kind of higher standing. So it was just surprised to see them. Uh, even there was even an Italian one, a lovely one. Um, was it full service? Is the name of it? So anyway, some crowd from from Italy, lovely black one there. So that was it. Um, yeah, it was you know Scania were there promoting the the Super Six. Actually, on the Super Six, uh, I was chatting to a guy lately. They they run big fleet of S four fifties in the continent, and is uh, is are the new ones four sixties? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, that's right. It goes uh, 420, 460, 500, 560. Yeah, so he was telling me that, he so they were, he, they were referring to him now as the Super Sixes, six-cylinder Super Sixes, don't know if mm-hmm. that's something mm. that's just a, but he was telling me that they're doing uh, 20 miles to the gallon. Now, this yeah, is... Yeah, well, not, I'm not surprised because we've heard reports of like 15 in the UK. It's crazy what these trucks mm. are managing to get out of them economy-wise. So 20 miles to the gallon now, they're getting. What do you know? If if it was anyone else, Dougie, that was telling me this, and I know there's people going to be saying, "Ah, oh, that couldn't be right." That be this guy doesn't. He's 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 a number cruncher, and he knows. So now, admittedly, he's on. They're on European work. Yeah, doing very. I mean, obviously, that's very yeah perfect. Very lightweight circumstances. Aye. Exactly, very lightweight. Generally, the trucks are doing uh, lower speed. But if anyone else told me, uh, I wouldn't believe them. But when he to- told me, I was like, "Yeah, it's so." There you go, and and it goes back to um, you know, I was wondering, like, you know, I know that you know the new V eights are economical and that, but I don't think any of them would get anywhere near those kind of figures. Or no, aye, the thing you need to look at is there's this big push towards electric vehicles. Are trying to mm. get away from diesel power, 
the problem now is that that engine is so incredibly clean and it's so efficient and economical that how are you going to be able to build an electric vehicle that over the whole life of the vehicle and the source of electricity for it, how is it possibly going to be cleaner than what that truck is if it's that economical? It's not. Diesel engines, um, are there isn't really as much anywhere near as much of a case for getting rid of them and pushing in to try and force through all these complicated electric things. These are crazy results that these new engines are putting in. 20 mil to the gallon, 15 mil to the gallon and things. That's Unbelievable. insane. Yeah. You're never going to manage to get that from an electric vehicle overall in terms of emissions over the life of it. Unless you're going to go nuclear or something like that, it's just it's not happening. Diesel is, should be just here to stay. That's right. But we never hear, we hear very little about, about yeah. that. And I always, uh, yeah. I, I've been kind of quoting Bob Beach's analogy about the, the emissions mm. of a, the emissions of an old vehicle. I don't know what era he said, but it's it's the size of an A4. Euro one, basically. Pick. Yeah, but in the emissions from a new vehicle are the size of a postage stamp. So when you take that as a kind of a, a scale, I always use that one. I don't know whether people take it on board or not, but um, yeah. definitely there's a lot to be said, you know, for for the internal combustion engine, diesel engines. Um, so that was that was what Scania were were promoting big time over there. Uh, Volvo had uh, an electric truck. Didn't really find out much about it. It has uh, it says six 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 on the door, so six 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 horsepower. Don't really know much about it. I think they've, it seems to be doing the rounds lately on the on the shows and the mm-hmm. and the promotions. So um, you know, electric is is being pushed, but I think it'll be a long time before it'll, it'll well, come into play for what we're doing. Well, they can't they can't generate the electricity. It's going to be a pretty miserable winter here in a lot of ways because they don't. Well, across the whole of like Europe, because the power generation thing and. They aren't going to be able to generate the electricity to to supply all these vehicles. The whole thing is just a big red herring. It's just you try and order a lorry right now as well. All the order books are shut. But how is that going to work when you're needing all those lithium batteries and everything that people are going to scrabble over? Ain't happening. That's right. Not right now. So not happening. <laughs> uh, and just on that, then when you're talking about trucks and and the availability of trucks, you might have seen. I just sent an email. Just to let you know about the, I took, once the harvest was over, I took a couple of days and I went down to uh, County Cork. I, don't, I always seem to end up in Cork. Maybe I just have a few contacts down there. But it, I photographed a good few trucks and I'm just gathering stuff up for when, when the winter time is, is upon us and we won't be out taking photographs. So we're importing a lot of, uh, well, a good few uh, left-hand drive vehicles into Ireland now, you know, six, six by twos. Um, since since Brexit, it's very difficult to import vehicles from from England. So I sent you. There was a lovely twenty um, fifth anniversary FH five forty that came from Norway via Holland. I don't know if you saw that one. Now what one? You sent me that. Did I you? sent you. Yeah. So then he transported down in far and four in in Kerry. Uh, Adrian Denny. He's he's got a he's got a lovely uh, version four seven fifty, which won the top prize at the Cheney Truck Show in Belgium a few years ago. But they've got a really, really nice fleet of some very interesting stuff. But he's got a lovely FH25 uh, 6x2 tag, full air, 540, dual clutch, uh, Voigt retarder. Really, there's nothing more you could you could want in a truck. So um, a dynamic steering, I forgot to mention that as well. Had a, had a run around the yard and that. But anyway, we were just talking about trucks and um, that was, that's his first left-hand drive vehicle. But 
he was saying, you know, just how how kind of difficult it is to it is to get new trucks now, and um, yeah, well, guys are going. Can you ever see drive. Ireland in the future? Ireland going sod it. We're going to go and convert everything <laughs> to left hand drive. Ah, uh, Dougie, the the standard of driving is so bad here at the moment. <laughs> amongst, uh, I don't mean you know, just amongst kind of the, let's say the average Joe Soap. It's like Jesus, but um, <laughs> no, there's there's quite a quite a lot on the on the roads here now so don't, I don't I'm not um, sure what that, I, I, I don't think I, I'm just looking to see what you've got said I've got the R730 thing but what's the other one did you say it was a Volvo it was a Volvo I just sent you it's not going to happen we transfer no sorry I just sent a picture of it on the email I didn't send you the, the we transfer yet it was just there was pictures uh, okay okay and then we were out the day before that then I was out collecting milk with a guy and he was driving a new Scania R770 2.9 meter tag used exclusively for milk collection. Mm-hmm. So mm. that's quite a r- rare truck in my books anyway. An R770 normal cab, not the not the Highline cab. So that's yeah. a company down in Cork. They've got three of those, three R770s uh, on milk. That was that's mad. It is mad, isn't it? Yeah, R770s on, on milk. But they're now they're in some pretty kind of tough steep terrain down the Lee Valley, but I'm sure uh, a lesser powered vehicle would, would also be able to do that kind of work as well. But it's just kind of thought it was cool just to see the, the kind of the specs of trucks that are that are coming out now in Ireland. And I also went to see the oldest working DAF in Europe. The oldest working DAF in Europe? Yeah. Is this this uh, cattle truck? That's the cattle truck, yeah. That's the cattle uh-huh. truck, yeah, owned by a man called John Tarrant. So he's driven that truck new from 1984 and continues to use it. So I called into him and did an interview and took some photographs and he was going off then to Cantorque Mark to collect a load of cattle that evening. Oh, fantastic. I've been really busy seeing a, really a bit of everything. Eh? This has been an epic summer for you. bit of everything, yeah. Um, so jumping around here, there and everywhere. Here, there and everywhere, wow. yeah. Fantastic. Um, what else? There was a couple of found in 1996 Scania PCAB 113 4x2 tractor unit which was owned by owned from you as well by farmers. So get a pages out of that for you as well so it was just um when you're when we're on the harvest you know you're looking at all this good weather and you think oh jeez i should be should be uh-huh. out, out now photographing trucks so once i got a little bit of good weather there uh try to try to gather up a few and then of course i was out mm-hmm. i was out with tom cunningham was over a few months ago and i went with tom and and did a did a few as well so that bm 770 i did the yes, worst that's in the that's the editor's choice in the new issue because the, the issue that comes out in a couple of weeks is the scania special I mean, basically, it's just we've put an extra thirty-two pages in the issue uh, for an extra like forty pence, and there's a whole lot of extra. We just did so much great cool. Scania content had built up and everything. I mean, there's probably four or five features in here that would have made the cover features of editors' choices in their own right. But there was just so much great stuff. We were just going to pile it all into okay. a feature-packed issue. Just you know, I, just loads more um, great content. I, just, just nothing clever about it. Just. Loads of stuff. <laughs> Are you allowed to say what is going to be the, the cover truck or do you want to keep that under wraps? Uh, that, no, no, the, the 770 will be the main one on that. And But we've also got, nice. I mean, we've got a classic restore. We've got a couple of restored 144s, a 142, 143T cab, um, a DG Nobles anniversary crane truck. We've got some 660 V8 tippers. Um, we've also yeah. got a new DAF XG Plus. We've got your octogenarians 10 before cement mixer as well. Uh, so that, uh, 
good amount of content in this issue, and it's still under a fiver. Um, right. So is so this tremendous the... value for money? And if you're subscribed, you don't pay any extra for it anyway. So. Good. So is this the Scania special, or is that a different one that's coming? Yes. This, no, okay. this is the Scania special. Um, it, it doesn't only have Scania stuff in it. We do have um, we do have other stuff in good. it. I say we've got um, I we've got um some other stuff as well. We've got Terry Howell's um new dafts in there as well, and we've got um. Right, we've got Convoy in the park in there. We've got Full of the Pipe in there. We've got um, some staff, like your staff update as well that was held over from the previous month to give it a oh, bit yeah. more space. Um, oh, so, yeah. right, really, really packed out issue full of uh, full of the good stuff. We've got Bob Beach has been out and driven the Scania 590 V8 and the 560S as well. So he's driven both of them. We've got his verdict on both of those. It'll be nice to see a comparison between those and what, what Bob uh, says about them. Uh, so that's uh, that's good to have all that in there. So it's just uh, there's so much material in there. Yes. Um, I said uh, uh, just no specific, no particularly special concept to it. We just had. I knew that I was sitting on a whole load of Scania stuff and being so busy this year and with people restoring trucks and everything that decided, yeah, let's just go and buy it all together and do do, uh, do a bumper issue of it. Okay, so now I have to ask the question because I know there's going to be people listening and are going to be saying, why is, it, what about, why is it all Scania? You know, you think there was only one truck manufacturer. Is there going to be similar issues then? Really? Possibly. I'd also quite happily look at doing something, you know, focused on tippers i'd go and look at like any sort of special operations stuff like that if people have got any ideas you know pack on say, suggest me something you know the, the best show trucks the best you know older trucks i don't know i'm just i'm open to suggestions so an idea is that well there's actually when i was down at the uh one of the shows there i think it was a show in dungarvan there's a young fellow near dublin and he's got an erf restored i don't think it's an olympic but it's an ec i could be wrong it's if it's an ec mm-hmm. 12 so this guy is only he's only in his in his teens and he's got an erf so that's that's not something you'd see too often in ireland a restored erf especially no. from a young fellow like that so his father has a scania 143 so i didn't actually get to speak to him but if you're going doing a, mm-hmm. a british special i'm sure we could have a, mm-hmm. we should have an irish an irish restored erf in there as well Just yesterday I was out and so I've done a couple of these, you know, on the jobs for you, like on the job and um, it was collecting meal. Yeah you, yeah, you did the milk stuff and you yeah. did, did you spend the time with the guy with the furniture truck as well? Yeah. The, 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 well, yeah, he, he was uh, packaging. Uh, we did one. Yeah, packaging, on, sorry. Yeah, that yeah, was it. Yeah. We did one on a, on a bulk blower. So I'll have another milk one coming for you. And I said, I kind of like to do a timber one as well. So, mm-hmm. oh, that'd be a good one to do. Yeah. So I was out with a guy, and he's got uh, a rigid drag with a turntable, not the long drawbar. I was kind of quite adamant that I wanted to do one on a turntable because the turntables are gone quite rare now. Like you don't really seem to see them over in over in the UK uh, at all now on on timber work. There's still a f- there's still a few here. Guys still seem to be mm-hmm. buying them. But anyway, it, it was uh, it's only a year old a Scania R five hundred. All on air with a you know three axle drag trailer company from from up in uh, County Leitrim there. So they've got there's a sister one as well which is an XT, but this one is uh, is is a is an R Highline. So mm-hmm. met met that fella there and got some photos. So I actually have just so much stuff to. Uh, you'll have to write down a list of a list of oh, all the stuff that you've got. We have been busy shooting a lot of stuff this summer to get stuff to see us through the winter. We've got a whole lot of great content all built up. For all these issues going forward, which I am pleased about, 
Uh, and of course, we're still, we're only just at the start of September now, and there's still like plenty of good weather to come yet. You know, the dark, the dark days. And my mates, since like the middle of August, my mates been saying to me, "Oh, the nights are drawing in now." You know, and I'm like, "Well, oh, no, no. not really." You, you, know, you don't want to hear. You, you, know, you don't want to hear that. It's still light till nine o'clock at night. You know, no, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's too early, for, too early for too early for that. Like, but the years um, really it's flowing in. Like, I'll say that anyway. That, it's uh, going so quickly. That reminds me, I listened to a podcaster. Um, guy called blind boy he's pretty big on the podcast charts over here but he was mm-hmm. giving a funny story lately about weather in ireland and we, we had such good weather lately but he said he couldn't enjoy it as he said he was sitting mm-hmm. out reading a book and then he said no i should be out doing a bit of drying and drying the clothes and then he gets out and dries the clothes and he said no no i should be doing something else and then at the end of it all he said oh, you know what i wish it was raining at least i know where i stand with the rain <laughs> you know he said it's just hard to enjoy the sun here you feel like you should be doing more stuff all the time so I just oh, thought that, yeah. was quite, that was quite funny. Yeah. Actually, here's a speaking of weather, I'm going to list, give you, um, well, I only have two places, and you'll know where these places are. So there's a, you, you've heard of uh, John Hunt's truck photographer, truck uh, recorder. Right. You know, okay. a lot of people will know John Hunt, very, very famous to be taken for. I don't know. No. Videos and Is photos. Is from Ireland? No, he's down around, now I, I'm trying to, I won't say exactly, but down in the Midlands, somewhere kind of outside of, Birmingham anyway and I'm sorry okay. I can't remember if he, I, I know it'll come to me after we do but anyway John was a butcher right, okay. <laughs> by trade all, all of his life but he's, he's been t- taking photographs and videos since um, so there's some there's some videos on YouTube now of uh, the old days like the 90s and that in, taken from Hilton Park it was you know when the Irish trucks would always be coming back or uh, you know going down to the ferries or, or on the way back and uh, John recorded all that stuff but anyway I met him I was down in Lim. I was in Lim Truck Stop about a year ago and I was just there for taking a break and there was a guy there with a video camera and he was, I was driving the 730 for Amigo that time or bring, what I can't remember what was on the headboard but uh, he was recording me coming in and he was, I stepped down and he said, are you Paul O'Callaghan? And I said, yeah, are you John Hunt? So we had kind of known, we'd been in touch, I brought DVDs, <laughs> uh, yeah, I bought DVDs off of uh, John. So basically he's been recording, um, going up around you know, up around the Yorkshire Dales and up around uh, Scotland to to March recording, uh, basically cattle trucks at, at work coming out coming in and out of March, but um, they're quite quite hard to get. I bought one on eBay, but they don't seem to be um, they don't seem to be that widely available. Anyway, I met him mm-hmm. and I said I want to want to buy all your livestock DVDs, any ones you ever have. So, so there was money <coughs> money was exchanged, and uh, John was as good as word. He he printed did up about 10, 10 livestock right. DVDs. These are going back. So What's on them then? What's the what's the setup of the DVD? Is it like is he out with the drivers <coughs> and things, or is he just videoing lorries coming in and out of places, like sort of historically documenting video, them? Video and lorries coming in and out of places, yeah. Um, mm. So it's for me, like it's just you know this, that's yeah. just right down right down my street. But anyway, I was watching <laughs> one from 1992, and there was places that we had to Google. This is over a friend of mine. This is this is our idea of a of a, of a night in is a big screen, uh, John Hunt DVD. Couple of couple of beers and uh, so some of these places I'd never heard of. So a place called Rogart. Mm-hmm. That's familiar to you? I don't know. I don't know the place. Okay, that's you, I don't know. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> so so but there's a, could, so this is in you Scotland. Could write something about that. Aye. It's in uh, yeah a place called Rogart and there's another place called Lairg L A I R G. Oh no, so these yeah. yeah these are tiny way up like well well above. Aberdeen, kind of up around, I've been right and saying, sort of up near, kind of above Inverness, so kind of wicked country. Mm, but uh, yeah, yeah. F- amazing to see uh, all those old trucks, like um, 
seem to be up around that part of the world. Lots of lots of Scania's and even six cylinder Scania's at that, but the old ERFs, Foden's, um, then he was down around Carlisle. Seemed to be a lot more Volvos down down that neck of the woods. But no, it was uh, amazing to see. And John is, you know, he was he's out there recording all that stuff. Uh, and up there, mm. it was it seemed to be raining an awful lot of rain up around that part of the country. That's how it, it came into my head when we we're talking about the weather. <laughs> But uh, I think John might not sure if he listens to the podcast. But anyway, I just said <clears throat> give him a mention, and it's uh, very interesting to me anyway. Mm. So. I looked at my phone, looked at the app on my phone, and it just looks like rain, like of some description, over the next uh, good while. So the reason I was looking at that was I'm off the Gaden this weekend. Yes, because it's a retro truck show this weekend. Exactly, yeah. Uh, was out what there. What are you taking? So scaling back this year now, just going to take the, the White Lady, which is the, the name that was given to the F816 by the previous owner from Crete. So it's it's just bouncing out on the White Lady, or with the White Lady, I should say, not on the White Lady. Going out to uh, Hollyhead, going with a friend of mine, he's got a restored version 1 FH12 420 there was a picture of that mm. as well I sent you that I'm just on that uh, email we'll do do a feature on that really really nice one now he, mm. he's, he's owned it from brand new since 1998 it's been used as a shunter the past few years and you know he's restored yeah, it's going to be a good weekend so yeah it looks like we're going to get a, we're going to get a few showers Dougie but um, no, I think there's a, there's a few few going over from Ireland and there should be should be a good turnout that's one of my favourite shows mm. probably probably my favourite show um, Fred uh, Fred Everest there Lee Herbert, the kind of main organizers of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, good show, no prizes, so there's never any bickering, no, never any hassle, um, never any I will carry on or, or mad air horn blowing, just truck enthusiasts. So I'm sure I'll see, probably see Matt down there. I'm not sure if Chris, Chris was down there last yeah. year as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be a good uh, um, event. Uh, I just look at it, it looks like you're going to get then like for a year as weather. far as uh, shows go. Ah, uh, that'll be. Um, uh, well, looks like you're going to get a decent we- decent weather for it anyway, looking forward. looks like it's going to be like 20 degrees. Hopefully it won't rain too much. I mean, it's obviously it's on hard standing there anyway, so that's helpful. Yeah, well, if yeah. if I can get up and down now without getting uh, getting hassled by the by the Vosa or anyone like that, I'll be happy enough. That's right, because you got stopped last year, didn't you? Was that last year they went and pulled you over no, and yeah, was, demanded yeah, you got a tire up in a trailer? Was it yeah, two years ago? Yeah, that was last, uh, last year, yeah. Last the, year. Uh, the, Mm. decided to spoil a great weekend but sure anyway look at we're, sure. we're going back again this year and uh, I won't you know it was still it was still a great show last year looking forward to it again mm-hmm. this year should be should be some maybe yeah, you know looks, a bit of uh, something else new to see this year uh, it looks like 19 20 degrees uh, sunshine with a little bit of cloud as well so pretty much uh, ideal conditions for truck show can't knock that in September no no uh, what else have I got anything else for you um no, just got a little bit of paint. Mm. Got the little bit of paint uh, fixed up on the Magnum. Just actually got all the. There's quite some bad, some bad stone chips on the front of that, and paint had lifted off down around the headlights. So I just got all the bottom of the painted and and the front panel. But that's that's back in the shed. That could be probably in the shed till next year. Everything will be in the shed until until next year. So you know, it was nice nice to get out and and make the most of them. Well, we had a great summer this year, Dougie. Mm-hmm. and then after that I'm kind of looking forward now to I'll go back and do some continental work uh, once the shows are over and and the weather starts to kind of slide down here a little bit um, had a couple of offers lately but it was always on the always had stuff planned for the weekend so looking forward to going back although I was one of my friends was texting me last night he went out on the Brittany ferries from 
Ross Slayer to Le Havre, and it was three to a cabin. Mm-hmm. So not great, really. You know, it's um, since since COVID ended, and there's been a lot more car and passengers. Just to be expected that drivers are sharing oh, cabins yeah. now, but three now is a little bit much. Three, oh. Yeah, yeah. So um, because he had he had he had already been speaking to one of one of his friends throughout the day. You know, mm-hmm. they were saying we get a cabin together, and then the guy rang him and says, "Oh, we're going to have company. There's going to be three of us." So little little bit disappointing but um no those yeah. all those you know that's there's uh, i think we're getting a couple we're getting a new ferry on the ross layer to bilbao Brittany ferries are getting a new ferry on that um they're using right. sort of an old connemara one yeah so all those um all those sailings from ireland to you know the, the continent have become obviously an awful lot busier since Brexit. Um, so I just heard yeah, it's really disappointing. It's a disappointing, unfortunate. The most unfortunate aspect of of Brexit. Um, you could argue that perhaps Britain may well be better off in the long run out of the EU. There's many arguments one way or the other and things, but undoubtedly the fact that Ireland is now so much more difficult to do business with and it's so much more difficult to go and drive through. I mean, you can't argue against that. That's a shame, no, you know. That's, no, that's right. well, disappointing. That. It's a shame that they can't seem to work out some sort of, you know, special sort of deal between the two countries. Because if, you know, Britain's free to go and do whatever it wants, can it not set something up? Doesn't seem to be able to, but, you know, our government just seems to be constantly changing leadership anyway we've got another new prime minister in now the fourth one in six years and it doesn't look like the opposition's in any doesn't no. take over so yeah it's a shame that with, with, with ireland and all those ferries never in changing and i just uh, to go and kind of loop around loop around britain altogether on that as well you'd hope something would have been sorted out but hey ho there you go yeah and i just heard on the grapevine over just yesterday there so down in wales you've got you've got two ferries down there you've got the um you've got uh, Ross Lair to Fishguard and Ross Lair to Pembroke so I, I think their their numbers are have, have dropped drastically since Brexit so I, I don't know if it's rumour or heard in the grapevine there's going to be something happening there maybe some cutbacks so I'm not sure but a uh, little bit disappointing for some of the truck photographers you know they've always been kind of waiting on the uh, mm-hmm. you know to see what's see what's coming off the ferries like there was a, one time there was just you know lines of Irish Irish trucks coming off the coming off the oh. ferries but um Anyway, I'm sure I'll be back. Uh, I'll be well. Obviously, I'm going out this weekend, and even when I'm back, doing a bit of continental driving, still some of the companies I work for, you know, load load back into into England. So I'll be I'll be back and mm. doing a few loads, a few loads back there. And I always always quite enjoy the drive the drive from along the mm-hmm. along the A55 back to back to Hollyhead. It's quite quite a nice mm-hmm. drive. you've got so you when do you finish with the harvest that's been that's finished now that's finished now so when so you're back when do you start back in the continental um i'd be hoping so maybe after after this weekend dougie kind of from from then on you know so it's been the last time i was out on a well apart from going to assen the last time i was out on a trip where i was actually making money not spending money that was uh that was april Mm-hmm. So it's been quite a while for me, so I'm kind of looking forward to it now again. Actually, like no more than yourself, I presume you'd like to be out doing a, doing a bit of driving. It's um, I've loads of writing to do, but you know it's nice to it's nice to mix it up a bit and do a bit of driving as well. You haven't done any no, lately, uh, have you? No, I've not been out since March. Yeah, just, too busy. Uh, oh, I just don't. Uh, uh, I mean, I could have probably done bits and pieces here and there as well. I was watching. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll need to get um back back um into it uh, again once I get this issue out the way and, that, uh, and the run up to Christmas and all that. Uh, 
That'll be good because uh, yeah, that's the main thing that I like about trucks. Devon is actually driving them and getting it to do stuff in that air. When you're when you're sitting on the sidelines, just doing all the writing and doing all the all the um, office work and everything like that, that's the stuff that's like not, it's, no. That's the stuff that's <laughs> just the necessary part of it, you know, to go and do the fun stuff. Yeah, and it's been all working. No, no enjoyment of being able to actually go out and you know do do anything, you know, whether yeah. it's driving in the the, the tattles or you know. Yeah, yeah. Open to open suggestions and that once I get this issue out of the way. But it's good. The, the issue is going all right. I should be able to get it to press no problem next Friday. And then that's a, that's a big weight off my shoulders uh, for, for so, a little while anyway. There's no more show programs and there's no other other things to worry about by that point for a good long while. Wahey. Okay, so the next next one is out on the last Friday of the month. Am I correct in saying that? 23rd of September, I think this one's out now because we've got. Where's the date? We've got this Friday, and then uh, the magazine goes to press on the 16th. No, it actually goes on sale on the 23rd, which is Friday, the second last Friday. Second last Friday. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh. Nice. <laughs> no, well, it must be. It must be. It must be. Another way. It must be, yeah. <laughs> well, I've noticed that the, says, the subscription... The magazine goes on sale. There was, for a long time, uh, the subscriptions were taking an awful long time to reach Ireland, the ones by post. So it was quicker mm-hmm. to buy it off the shelf, but now the subscriptions seem to be coming a little bit sooner. That's so. interesting, because mm-hmm. they did make a complete mess up of one of the previous mm-hmm. issues. To right. this, that just uh, got forgotten. The, there was a mess up with a barcode, and it sat in the bloody warehouse for ages, and I don't think a lot of places even put it out on sale. The, the figures that come back for that would be horrendous. I'd actually asked, is it possible to get the magazines back so we can package them up with a future issue, so you get it like sort of free with another one? At least people get it, but no, probably nothing will happen with that as well. Eh? I'm like, oh, great. Well, thanks for that. Or the effort when I stayed up till two in the morning sorting stuff out for that before deadline, not to put it on sale. Oops. You can only you can only try. So um, <laughs> just when you were on about there doing the fun stuff, yeah, I've got it. I've I've kind of gone out and done all the fun stuff now, taking the photographs and meeting the people mm. and interviewing, and now it's now there's just going to be a fair bit of fair bit of slogan, just writing stuff, which. Which I'm sure you're well used to, but anyway, we mm. seems to have a nice, it's a nice bit of stuff on file there now, anyway. So we should be kind of a bit ahead of ourselves. Oh yeah, this there's a thing. So someone was um got a friend who likes to uh, you know do a lot of criticizing of. So he he asked me why do I say we when I'm talking about something I did. So I'd say we it's house he, style. It's so, like a it's, it's a thing. It's part of the magazine. It's called like a house style. It's the way that the magazine talks and communicates. Um, that's just the, the way that it's done. That's it's technically grammatically correct to do it that way. <laughs> so, there. so anyway, I'm just so I'm so glad you said that because he's going to be listening to this because I've noticed. So when you when you're writing an article and you've gone and driven a truck, you'll say we, mm. and I took that to mean that you're talking in general about the magazine. So I'm glad that you've you've clarified oh, that. And it's, just, it's a correct it's a correct way to do it, and it, there's, there's certain things you do in a magazine. It's called house style, which keeps things consistent, so things okay. are continually written the same way, and it's not all like varies and it's all uh, disjointed because if you don't have like a certain set so that everything okay. can bit, you know, it can look so, a bit sort of weird and all that so it's so grammatically what, it's correct to do it that way sorry if you don't good know. okay so I hope he, <laughs> he, I hope he, he listens so when I'm writing in, in that case so should I say I or we no, you could say we, I guess. Well, I mean, okay, yeah. it, it, it depends what you're doing. If it's if it's team trucking driver, then it's probably different Aye. to write in a feature potentially. True. Because if it's team trucking yeah. driver, it's directly you doing something. Of course. But if you're out like testing a truck or you're talking to somebody, it can be we. You know, yes. there's different. Okay. And uh, just to get real, to get, to get even more technical about it, because I know he's going to say, yeah, well, what about when you're talking on the podcast? 
So when I'm talking to the podcast, should it be I or we? Right, it, well, it's, <laughs> I, you did that personally. There's no house style to the podcast. You can okay. do whatever you want. Okay, on that. well then he's writing that, so so I'll have to say uh, I'll have to say I. So I just thought that was just a bit of bit of a bit of a laugh there, uh, you know, bit of bit of constructive. Well, at least he knows he's actually at he knows he's actually reading it. You know, yeah, so, you and, know, just like skim skimming through it, looking at the pictures and chucking it, <laughs> and and listening to it. Yeah, no, that's good. Okay, yes. so <laughs> I I. And that might bring I think that pretty much covers it for this. Yes, perfect. Well, cool. Sorry it's been so long. Um, it, well, normal service will be resumed um, at the end of September for the podcast, and I'll be more organised and getting things booked into the diary for stuff at the moment, but I'll be a bit disjointed and things. But um, people are like busy and driving and being away here and there. That's usually the issue in getting things lined up. But yeah, of course. Thanks very much, Paul. Just That's before been, uh, you go. Yes. Can I just it, can I give I just have one last thing to mention before I go. So in the latest yeah. issue we have uh, the Jared G Newis Volvos, the version ones. Oh, yes. So <clears throat> I was supposed to give um give a shout out to Connor Prout, whose dad, Jake, drives the double drive, the six by four um FH twelve. So it was Connor actually who got in touch with the magazine yes. to, to suggest I, the yeah, article. I, I didn't I forgot to put that in big well, I forgot to put the updated version of the text in. There was a second version came through. No. And then no I problem. didn't end up putting the update in, but I'll no put problem. that in the next issue anyway. Brand. Just had to give him a, just a give him a shout. Out <laughs> a shout out for Connor. Yeah, Connor drives. I think he might drive a Volvo for uh, Potter. I just had have to check on that. And mm-hmm. and also um, Martin's wife. Mm-hmm. Her name is actually Brenda mm-hmm. and not Brendan. So Brent. just no. <laughs> anyway. We're, yeah, sorry about that. No, no, no problem at all. I just said we'd we'd give we'd give them a shout out. We're not we're only human uh-huh. after all, and and uh, trying to trying to yeah. do our best, and it's it's hard to pick okay. up and everything. So, is that all right? Yes, perfect. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Go. Thank you. And Thanks. I'll we'll catch you again soon. Cheers. Yeah. Take care. All bye the best. Bye. Thank you, Annette. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.